In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. Remember yesterday, Jesus saw their faith, the faith of his four friends, the paralyzed man who led him through the roof. We need friends like that. We need friends like, thank you for Anthony, Lord. Thank you for Anthony being a friend. And thank you for Sue being a friend. Oh, yeah, so many people are friends of mine. We just received an anonymous gift to pay our, our bills, and I'm going to celebrate Mass for this person. It's anonymous, so I don't know who it is. So we just know that God works together all things for the good to those who love him. Do you love him today? Do you love him today? Have you told him? Lord, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Father, I love you. I love you, God. I'm looking at Matt, uh, Luke's Gospel, the fifth chapter, the 27th verse. After this, after the paralyzed man was healed, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi, or Matthew, sitting at the tax booth. He said to him, follow me. And he got up, left everything, and followed him. Imagine the look that Jesus must have given Levi, that he would leave everything, his tax booth, his life, to follow Jesus. Oh, those eyes are so loving. Those eyes are filled with fire. Those eyes are filled with grace. And Levi saw it and left everything. Same with James and John. He saw them washing their nets. And you know what? He called them from their nets, and they left their father. That this is such wonders that the look of Jesus and the voice of Jesus would draw people to himself. What about you? Has he drawn you to himself? Let's continue. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house, and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at table, others being sinners. Isn't this wonderful? Jesus is going to tell them stories. Maybe the story of the Good Samaritan. Maybe the story of the prodigal son. These are sinners and tax collectors joined together. But you know, the Pharisees said, why do you eat with sinners and commune with tax collectors? Jesus tells us why. I have come to seek and save that which was lost. Oh, yes. Let's continue. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in this house, and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered, Those who are well have no need of a physician, 
but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He's calling you. He's calling me. Oh, yes, sinners to repentance. Jesus, he came to give you freedom. He came to give you abundant, abundant life. And you know, on the cross, he saved sinners. Not only that, but sin was defeated. Our sin just ensnares us. But Jesus breaks those bonds. He breaks them by the fiery love that's in his eyes. Like Father Tom said, only the eyes of Jesus to get anyone like Levi, like Matthew, to leave their life, to leave our old life. Jesus, through his love, we get to leave our own life. The fire burns out the chains of sin and depression and addiction and anything. And it, en and it engulfs us in Jesus. You know, Jesus is pure love. So when we when we get hit by the pure love of God, it drives out all the fear and anxiety and everything that's of this world. When we look in Jesus' eyes, we don't see anything of this world. We see the divine. You see the divine as you gaze upon the Lord. And you can see God's reflection is all through this earth. The sun is a reflection of God's love. Because the sun, it it gives light and it gives energy and it gives life to everything on this earth. Without the sun, nothing could grow. Without the sun, no nothing on this earth would be illuminated. And that's like Jesus in his un, unequivalent light that he lets us grow in virtues, that he just feeds us with all of him. Our, his life, his love, and it just we just get encompassed in his I love you. So it's just important for us to focus on the Lord and his word because, you know, he supernaturally, day by day, as you gaze upon him, as you go deeper with Jesus, as you learn more about him, as you give yourself over more and more to the Spirit, he takes you on a wonderful journey with him, an exciting journey with him, a marvelous journey with him, where we just lose, lose, lose the things of this earth. We begin to gain the things of heaven. Jesus was fishing at that table. He was fishing for these people's souls, for their hearts. And you know what? I remember people coming from Peter's hymn to a young group of people. I was part of it. And they were dressed beautifully, and we had shorts on. It was the summer. And the woman said, Mrs. Broccoli, you better be good. They're hungry people. They're Catholics. Well, she didn't like Catholics. But we preached to them, and they received the baptism of the Spirit. They were hungry. Are you hungry today? Are you hungry for the Word of God? Are you hungry for the Holy Spirit? Are you hungry for the presence of God? Oh, a hunger and a thirst is what we need. We need to ask the Lord to place spiritual salt on our lips. 
I can't eat salt, but I can take spiritual salt and put on my lips to make me thirsty for the living God. Oh, my soul thirsts for the living God like a dry, weary land without water. Let's continue. Then they said to Jesus, John's disciples, like the disciples of the Pharisees, frequently fast and pray. But your disciples eat and drink. Jesus said to them, you cannot make a wedding guest fast while the bridegroom is with them, can you? The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast in those days. I tell you, who's the bridegroom? It's Jesus. And who's the bride? It's us. It's the church. And the bridegroom is coming again, looking for a church that is surrendered to him. Looking for a church that just put out every stop because they need him because they want him, because they love him. Oh yes, he's the bridegroom, and we are the bride. The scripture says the spirit and the bride say come. The spirit and the church say come. I'm going to tell you, no church without the Holy Spirit. There is no church without the Holy Spirit. There is no Eucharist without the Holy Spirit. There is no word of God without the Holy Spirit. If you're reading the Word of God without the Holy Spirit, you're reading letters on a blank page, but it doesn't make sense. How we need the Holy Spirit, how we need to love the Bridegroom, how we need to give our life to the Bridegroom, how we need to expect Him to come back. Oh yes, He's the Bridegroom, and He is in love with you. You know, Jesus not only loves you, but he is in love with you. And there's a big difference. If you've ever been in love, you know the difference. Jesus is in love with you. And that's why he died, so he could send down his spirit upon us. You know, Jesus just spoke about fasting. Why do we fast? We fast so that we can empty out every everything in us and everything human and we can just receive more and more of the spirit when there's less food in the belly there's more room for the spirit of god within us i'm fasting right now i'm fasting right now i'm fasting till pentecost and you know when we do this magical thing not marvelous things happen the power of god happens the life of God happens. The life of God happens. Father, this is the last show we're going to do before Pentecost on Sunday. Oh, how we need Pentecost. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is coming after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire how we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, how we need to be filled with the Spirit of God, 
how we need that. That's what the church needs today, not another meeting. We've got all these meetings. I don't like meetings unless the Spirit of God controls them and that we're looking for the next great thing. No, we don't need another meeting. We need the Holy Spirit who draws us to Jesus Christ. The Scripture says he will glorify me. Jesus speaks. He will glorify Jesus. How we need the Holy Spirit. There are so many barren places in Massachusetts, in St. Louis, in Arizona. So many barren places. And yet, the only thing that makes us fruitful is the presence of the Holy Spirit, which we are in desperate need of again. Do you have a thirst for the Holy Spirit? Are you hungry for the Holy Spirit? Do you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? I tell you, I was with a woman who was not Catholic. She was in her 90s, and we were in a brand new church, and she didn't receive communion, but I celebrated Mass. And one day she said to me, Do you know what this church needs? I said to her, What Donna? She said, the church needs the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I said, Donna, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. The church needs the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he is the only person who can make Jesus real to us. At the prayer meeting on last this week, there was a woman who came she said it was her second time here, and she still wasn't feeling God. She still had many doubts with what was going on. But Father Tom tells us three times. But you know, the Holy Spirit wants to encounter her and you more than you want to encounter him. So, he's, so I said, okay, let's just pray for Jesus to come into your heart. And not that you know of him, but you know him personally, and that you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you surrender your life to the Lord. And after she said this prayer, we I prayed we, for her to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the inflow of the Spirit of God. And she was so filled with the Holy Spirit, she fell on the ground. She fell on the ground. And when I looked upon her, I could see that angels were ministering to her. The person, the Holy Spirit, was totally filling her. And I know that she'll never be the same. Now I was praying for more people after, so I didn't get to talk to her. But I could see, because I had that same encounter, that once the Holy Spirit fills you, and once you truly surrender your life to the Lord, you could never be the same. And you start this amazing journey with our Savior, with our God, there was also three young guys who walked in, and you know the Holy Spirit, when they walked in, the Holy Spirit illuminated them to me. But Tessa came up and gave them a word, gave them a word that they just had the glory of God on their life, and as she was prophesying over them, there was one. There was one boy. I could tell he had no idea what was going on. The other two had already received the baptism and they brought him in and I could just see it on his face. But he gave his life to the Lord and he was laid hands on by the whole time, 
by the whole for the first time and we had maybe 10 people pray for him at once and he was filled with the power of God and you know he was glowing he was glowing and he was fully alive after we prayed for him and then after after this you know I, I saw it on his face and the Lord told told me he need showed me he needed to forgive his father so I asked him how's the relationship with his father he asked how did you know that without ever talking to me but the spirit of God searches all truth and he gives you through people through his spirit just what you need at that exact moment to give you a deeper sense of belief a deeper sense of healing a deeper sense of love you know I can just see father started this talk off today about the fiery uh, the fiery eyes of Jesus that love of Jesus in his eyes and Jesus is even gazing upon you right now and is his eyes are the fire of the love of God the all-consuming love of God so father right now I thank you that even as we speak you're releasing your fiery presence Jesus you're releasing that love of God that love of God that consumes us, that consumes us and lets us understand why we are on this earth, to live in relationship, to receive our inheritance from heaven, to be consumed by your love and your goodness and your grace, so that first we be consumed, then we pass it on to others, that we live in a one-on-one -on -one encounter with you, Jesus, and we just understand that everything that happens to us it, moment by moment is the perfect, the perfect act of love from God for our soul to take us deeper and deeper with him. And as we just say, Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, Jesus, but your will be done. We become, we become overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, overshadow us like you overshadowed Mary, the mother of Jesus, Lord, and let us live this life in communion with you. Amen. We need the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. We need it. But you see, it doesn't come unless we seek God, unless we seek Jesus. It doesn't come unless we seek God and we're thirsty and hungry for it. It happened to me the last Sunday of August in 1968, I was hungry and thirsty. I felt that God wasn't working in my life on that retreat. And the Lord told me to rest. <laughs> so I got on the ground and rested. With that, I raised my head and saw these wildflowers. They were filled with the glory of God. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you see these flowers, how much glory they give me? I said, yes, Lord. He said, how much more glory can you give me? You're a human being. I said, much, Lord. With that, I said, I surrender my life to you. I give you everything. And you know what? He took me at my word. I surrendered my life to him. But that has to happen every day. It's not only once in August, many years ago has every day. I know someone who's experienced uh, the new birth experience, and he says, I don't need anything else. He's deceived. He's to grow in Christ.
Let's continue. He also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and sews it on an old garment. Otherwise, the new will be torn away and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And what's the new wine? Holy Spirit. What's the fresh wine springs? Wine skins. I'll tell you, it's grace. The Holy Spirit is poured into our heart because of grace. That grace that brings us to the throne of God. That grace that brings us to Jesus. Oh, yes. How we need the grace of God. How I need the grace of God in every respect. We lost something a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, and we prayed that we would find it. And you know what? We did. Said we would have found it anyway. Well, we were looking crazily with it. Until we prayed, nothing happened. I'm telling you, God knows how to do things. We just need to be on his bandwagon, not your bandwagon, not my bandwagon, but his bandwagon. Yeah, you. his bandwagon's the best. You know, all goodness is within his bandwagon. We just want to enter the immense, the eternal light. We want to enter the light of Jesus so that we can just rest in him, so that we can soak in him, so that we can be one with him. You know, when we just ride on God's bandwagon, he just takes us through life. He takes us through life and he aligns every step. He wants to align all your steps. He wants to fix all your problems. He wants to take care of everything for you. But you got to let him. You know, when you have problems in this, it's it's just God. It's from everything comes from God, and it's from God to be like, okay, give this to me. Nothing is too little to God. Finding what we need to find—that's not too little to God. He 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 can give us everything, but He's looking for us to give Him our souls, our lives. And as we give him, we gave him what we needed to find. He took care of it. Father Tom gave him the finances for the radio show. He took care of it. He takes care of everything because our problems are nothing to God. They're actually solutions. All your problems are solutions. They're solutions because they're getting you to give more and more of yourself over to the Lord. And until you give it over to the Lord... Because he loves you, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen because at the end of our life, we're going to be in front of Jesus and he's going to say, what did you trust me with? I want you to trust me with everything. This life is so easy. I have all the answers. Just trust me. You know, trust is a vessel which all graces are given. So if the new wineskins is grace, 
All we need to do is trust in God through the Holy Spirit. All you need to do is trust in God through the power of the Holy Spirit, and you'll receive every grace from the heavenly realm. You'll walk in total peace and surrender. When we don't have peace in an area of our life, it's because we haven't totally, you haven't totally surrendered it over to the Lord. And you know, it's a process we go through our whole lives, and we're going to always go through it. Because there's always more we need to surrender. There's always more we need to give to God. There's always deeper recesses of God's love we need to experience. But that's the adventure, and that's the excitement of this life. You know, we only, one of the saints said, on this earth is the only time we can truly love God. Because when we get to heaven, we're so immersed in the awe and the wonder and the light and the beatific vision of God we don't we don't have to we don't choose to love God. We we are immersed in his love and we love him. We love him fully. But on this earth, while you know, all this stuff is going on, you can choose to love God. Because there's free will here and you can choose to love God and you can choose to give him over your life and you can choose him to just give him everything. And you know what you receive? Peace and love in this life, but an eternal reward. You receive an eternal reward, which God's going to be giving you back for what you've done and what you've given him on this earth for all of eternity. In heaven, the little flower said, everyone's cup is fully, fully full, and everyone is so happy when they get to heaven. But depending on what we've given over and what we've done onto this life, within heaven, everyone has a different size cup. Regina Chaley, Leitare, Alleluia. Quia quem meruisti potare, Alleluia. Resurrexit sit condixit, Alleluia. Ora pro nobis Deum, Alleluia. I tell you, we need to praise God, and we need to see the eyes of Jesus. Pray for a Pentecost over everyone's life. Lord Jesus Christ, pour out your spirit on the Feast of Pentecost in a mighty way. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.